Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Post Game Pints podcast. I'm Mitch Gallo with Sean Campbell, episode number 109, and it couldn't come at a better time. The first round of the playoffs is over, and the second round is just about to begin. So on this podcast, Sean and I are going to take you through what happened in round one and what we think is going to happen in round two. Yeah, we already put our uh, picks. Check us out on Twitter at Sean R. Campbell, Mitch Y. Gallo. If you're watching uh, uh, via video, you could see it right below. But if you're listening uh, on every possible way that you could listen to a podcast, it's Sean R. Campbell, Mitch Y. Gallo. Uh, we threw our picks out there for round one and round two. And Mitch, I'm feeling pretty good. I went seven for eight and three bonus points for nailing the amount of games. Uh, and you went five for eight. And two bonus points, so I'm technically up 10 to 7. Yeah, I'm playing a little catch-up after uh, round one. If you and I are turning this into uh, some type of competition, the... Um, Everything's the first, a competition between me and you. You know that. The first round could have went so differently. Five of the series go to game seven, and two of those game sevens go to overtime. And in those two overtime game sevens, we had the other team winning. So, in reality, if Pittsburgh or Dallas won in overtime, we'd be talking about a tie and six apiece. Or, if they both won in overtime, I'd have seven wins and you would have just the five. Uh, so, uh, I'm playing well, catch-up, but man, it was close in round one. What a first round we saw. Yeah, Mitch, I'll say this to you, okay? And you know I say this a lot. I like to say this to people. I have seven. You have five. Next round, be better. Well, Sean, after uh, round one concludes, which teams are you saying need to be better? I think Tampa Bay needs to be better. I thought they beat a very good Leafs team, and they were great in game seven. And they were very good uh, in game six. Not the best team in overtime, but they were the ones that were able to pull it off. And I, you could talk about the Leafs. That's fine. They, they, they lost. But I think that there's something left in the tank in Tampa Bay. It was a very tough matchup for them in that opening round. And I think that there's something uh, left for them to, to, to step into. Because when they won the Stanley Cup, I felt that they played better than they did in that first round. And the Leafs didn't beat, to me, the very best version of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, and you know, and anytime you have a championship team, there's going to be some turnover. And uh, I, I, I don't think they get the same production or same impact uh, from the third line like uh, they did when they had uh, Yanni Gord, Barkley, Goudreau, and Blake Coleman. And you look at the impact that those guys have had, right? Like um, Blake Coleman is on a Calgary team that was out of the playoffs last year yeah. is now in. Barkley Goudreau is on a Rangers team uh, that was out of the playoffs last year and is now in. Uh, and, you know, Yanni Gord was a pretty good player too. How about Nick Paul, Sean? Um, you know, another good pickup by Julian Breesbaugh at the deadline. The big move was uh, was Hagel, but it was really Nick Paul with the two goals in Game 7. And to me, that was kind of the difference between Toronto and Tampa Bay. When I look at the other series, the star players really took over, right? So Edmonton wins Game 7. Connor McDavid in Games 6 and 7 was unbelievable. Uh, the Calgary Flames win in seven. Johnny Goudreau assists on the Kachuk goal, overtime winner. You look at the New York Rangers, Zabanajad tying goal, uh, Panarin game winner. G-Dub. Uh, 
What's that? The G dub. The G dub. But in Toronto, uh, Stamkos, uh, Kucherov, Point got hurt. Uh, so I'll give him a bit of a pass. Uh, those guys up front didn't do much for the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, Matt Marner and Matthews get an assist on the Riley goal, but they were also quiet. The The Leafs, to me, needed a player to step up the way Nick Paul did for Tampa Bay, and they just they didn't get that player in that game. Yeah, and you talk about other teams that I think can be a little bit better. The Rangers showed their youth in their series against the Penguins. They also showed their ability to score and to never give up and not count themselves out. But I thought Shesterkin was human, and he was the league's best goalie this year. And if the Rangers can learn from their defensive mistakes, because in their zone, they were pretty terrible in that series overall against the Penguins. I think they'll need to improve to face a very good Carolina team. So when you go around and ask teams that need to be a little bit better, I, I think Tampa Bay needs to be a bit better. I also think that the New York Rangers, I don't know what you think about out West or if you're on the same page as me with the Rangers, if you want to stay there. No, no, I'm with you. But before we start talking about the teams in round Two, I, I want to finish on with with the teams that are going home after mm -hmm. round one, and and just your your thoughts really on the futures of uh, like we could we could put Toronto aside and maybe do another podcast, but I, I think that storyline got all been, summer for that. Yeah, the story's kind of been beaten into the ground at this point, but just what the future holds for uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Boston Bruins, two teams that have had sustained success over a long period of time. But because of that, we're starting to see some of their players get older and maybe we see some movement on, on, on those rosters. Yeah, look, and I think I guess the names that we're all staring at is Patrick Bergeron, uh, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang. Let's just go with those three. I will say I think two out of the three stay where they are. Um, and if it's not two out of three, you're going to get one moving on one staying and one retiring. To me, Bergeron's Bruin or retirement. And I think he's coming back. I think you just make it happen with a player like that. Evgeny Malkin, I know you could talk about, oh, the Capitals this, or he could go wherever he wants. And there's rumors about KHL. I don't think that's going to happen. Evgeny Malkin, I think, is staying in Pittsburgh too. I think that's the easy one. Chris Letang is going to be a commodity. I think people are going to come knocking on the door. And he might say, oh, I want to stay in Pittsburgh. But I don't think that I think they're ready to move on. And I think that he's going to be, you know, you look at the market, you look at the defenseman then, and what he could do. I think he could still play. He'll get four years on the open market. You may think that's too much, but you know what free agency is. I think that he's the guy that uh, will be easily enticed elsewhere than anybody else. So I look at the future of those teams I think it's going to be status quo, except for for uh, Chris Letang. Sean, you're wrong. I am going to tell you right now on the post game podcast, you're wrong. It's going to be you're zero for three here. None of them are going to be playing with the teams they played with last year. Bergeron is going to retire. I said retirement or Bruins. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. I, I, Bruins, I got okay? you. I got you there. I think Malkin's back, but Bergeron is retiring. Once you have one foot out the door. You're done. I'd be surprised if he came back for one more kick at the can. Malkin and Latang are both gone. They will be on different teams next year. I'm almost willing to put a gallo guarantee on it. The group that owns the Pittsburgh Penguins rely on analytics so much. Mm -hmm. This is a new ownership group coming in. 
I don't know too much about the soccer background with Liverpool, but I know how they handled the Boston Red Sox. And they didn't pay Mookie Betts the money that he deserved. So he got traded to the Dodgers. And they are about to do the same with Xander Bogarts. Those are two very popular players in Boston. But they look at the analytics and age and what these guys are projected to do as the age clock goes up and the production goes down and they have it in a chart. And that's why both those guys will not be back. They already sent them low ball offers. Yeah. Like, you kidding me? You kidding me? Offering Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang for what they've done? Three-year, $15 million deals? You want to pay these guys $5 million a year? Like, seriously, man. That that's a, that to me is already a, a slap in the face and insult to guys that have won Stanley Cups with your team. And look, I understand. I said you, I said the tang was moving on. By the way, yeah, but not Malkin. You think Malkin's back? Yeah, no so chance. You said I was wrong with all three. I was. I, we disagree on one. We, you know, that I said retirement, and I said that uh, the tang was moving on. So we just disagree on Malkin. That's fine. Zero. Don't say don't say oh for three because oh for we were, three. You said but you I said s- either one is gone or yeah. But I said Malk. I said Latang's the one that's going to be uh, more enticing on the on the market. Uh, and I think we're, our our disagreement here is on Malkin. Yeah. I think Malkin you know, stays. You, you, you think know, Malkin's you know, gone? You know it's going to be fun, Sean, when what? Patrice Bergeron retires and the Boston Bruins son of getting Malkin. That would be great. I'm in. Sold. Or or how about Malkin moves on, Bergeron retires, and then gets pulled out of retirement by Crosby to play with Crosby. How yeah, about that's that? not happening, but that would be great. <laughs> how about that? Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting what happens with some of these teams. And like we said, we're not even touching on the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think that there's some huge storylines around the National Hockey League, and I can't wait to dive into it as we roll into free agency. We roll into the uh, draft. Uh, all right. Uh, so, so you want to touch on what's happening in the second round? You want to finish up in the West? Uh, how do how do you want to look do this here on the Post Game Pines podcast? Well, I mean, I I think the West is uh, pretty simple, right? Dallas exceeded expectations. What are you going to do with some of the older players? You know, Klingberg's going to be gone. He's going to test unrestricted free agency. Tell you if I'm a, a team like Montreal, and we're usually Montreal centric on this podcast. Gurianov seems to be in the doghouse there with that team. Uh, he might be a player I'd take a flyer on. I thought he was so good in the playoffs when they went to the final. And he's still, I believe, I don't have the info in front of me. I think he's only 24 years old, a former uh, first-round pick. I think you get some interesting buy-low value there uh, right now with how they feel about him. Um, I wonder how they're going to handle Radulov since he was also scratched. And that's your boy, yeah. Sean, but he doesn't move around like he used to. Well, he's like those Dominican players in baseball. He's probably already forty-three. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Uh, so that that that's the situation uh, with Dallas. Um, what's what's the other game seven? That uh, L.A. I mean, oh, yeah. that's, they were kind L- of at the end I mean, of the line. Was, Sean, L.A. was a great year for them, a real yeah. uh, building year uh, for that team. Look at some of their young players. You know, Kaliev, Byfield. Um, some of the guys I love Jersey. I thought Jersey was great. You know, Sean Jersey, he's he's um he's the player they got in the Muzzin deal. So you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to wait two years to see uh, what a team gets as far as prospects in a trade. You're right. I like to I like Jersey. You know, then then you wonder about Turcotte coming in a in a year from now. Uh, I, I think it was a nice building year, and mm-hmm. you might you might think I'm I'm, I'm a little crazy here. They they haven't released the Jack Adams trophy yet, right? 
the nominees? No. No. no, that that one's either coming tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, to me, no one's talked about it. Todd, Todd McClellan, with that group, getting them into not just a playoff spot, but one of the two division uh, spots up for grabs. I have to have Todd McClellan. He did he did a great job coaching that team this year. Yeah, I think you got to look at that. And it, interesting, you know, I, I wonder what they're going to do with that. Just on that a- Andrew Burnett, right? Taking over Quenville. That's a tough, weird situation. And still going on to win the President's Trophy. You're like, ah, oh, the players did it. But I mean, the coach is the one that's got to manage that whole chaos that's happening too. Yeah, but you know uh, you so, know how it is, Sean, with the coach of the year. It's always which coach did the more with the least. Not, not that it's right. Yeah, yeah. Who not that you're surprised, wrong. Yeah, who's surprised? You're going to look at Minnesota, right? Uh, yep, I think you're going to look there. Sure going to get some love. I, I think he's going to get some love. I mean, sometimes you just got to go straight to the source and go straight to the top too. I, you know, that's how I feel with that. Um, I know we want to get our picks in. Yeah. You want to start doing our picks for the, uh, for the uh, second round? Yeah, we're well into the podcast. Let's, uh, let's see what's going to happen here, Sean. With, look at uh, this. Uh, with round look number at two. this. If you, if you're checking us out on the, uh, on the tube, uh, our post game pints, uh, picks, we got, uh, Gallo and Campbell. We got to look at the Eastern conference first. And of course, everybody's staring at Florida and Tampa Bay and Mitch, I think you flip-flopped on this one, but I, I need your official pick here. Don't call me a flip-flopper. No, no. Before you made your pick before the series started. That's I, fine. I I'm just saying before the series started, I yeah. changed my mind okay. based on more information. Okay. Yes, I said uh, everything to do with Braden Point, and that, that that that's a big factor, Sean. Come on, like we're talking about a guy who has been a monster for Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Yeah, I I, I know uh, Hedman's been incredible in the last two runs, and Hedman won the Conn Smythe uh, last year. But if 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 there was a runner up for that award, it would go to Braden Point. This guy knows how to elevate his game. Mm-hmm. He knows how to play at the at the most difficult time of year. I think if you go back and look at that series against the Islanders, where it was so tight checking, every time they needed a goal, though, it seemed like Braden Point was either scoring it or in on it. And now you're taking him out of the lineup. And based on the way he was carried off the ice in Game 7 against Toronto and the fact that he's not playing in Game 1, I can't see him playing in the series. And even if he does, I don't think he's going to be a big factor because he's going to be limited. Yeah, it's still Braden Point, though. And I think that they always have the guys to fill a void. And I think a guy like Sorelli may not be able to do the offensive things, but he's be able to get that puck around to the right people. So I don't mind that they're bringing in uh, Sorelli to play that bigger role. We'll see if they do actually go to the farm system to call somebody up because they're a farm team. It's playing in the AHL playoffs. Playing 11 uh, forwards in game yeah. one against the Panthers. Listen, I also, I also think that watching uh, the first round between Tampa Bay and Toronto... Yeah. The Tampa Bay Lightning are vulnerable. I can see it. They mm-hmm. have holes that they didn't have before. So Toronto, you're taking? Toronto exposed them. Toronto just didn't clamp down. Toronto just didn't step on their throats. But they were there to be had. Toronto just didn't win. Florida will. I'm going Florida in six. Oh, there you go. Florida six. There's your official pick uh, from Mitch Gallo. Look, uh, I kind of I, I kind of have the uh, the mentality, Mitch, when it comes to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know that Tampa wasn't the greatest team in, uh, you know, to beat Toronto. I thought that there were some flaws. Yes, they weren't perfect, but they're also the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I think that there's still more in the tank. Now, two things can happen here with 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 the Tampa. They can 
feed off of that win against Toronto, which Toronto was very good. The best version of Toronto we've seen in a very long time. And they still beat them. They still beat them. And I don't think that they were at 100%. I don't think Vasilevsky was at 100% performance rate. And they can still go out there and beat Florida. I'm going to go. You have a proven team and an unproven team. I'm going to go with the proven team every single time. I'm taking in six the Tampa Bay Lightning to beat the Florida Panthers. But I'm really looking forward to the series. I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So Plus I got Tampa. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the Battle of Florida, the Battle of Sunshine State. Should be good. Back-to-back years, you have them in the playoffs. Two of the top teams in the National Hockey League. This should be good. But I do agree with you. Tampa needs to be better than they were against Toronto to beat Florida. All right. Carolina, New York. Who do you got? All right. Carolina, New York. Breaks down very simple in my mind. Mm-hmm. New York has the edge in goal. Carolina has the edge on the blue line. Up front, offensively, it's a wash. I think Carolina proved to be the better team in the season, and I think Carolina has more playoff experience to lean on compared to the New York Rangers. Carolina's going to have to figure out their power play. It kind of was quiet and not up to par in, in, in round one against Boston. I'll give credit to uh, to the Bruins there, too, for, for doing a good job on the PK. But I'm going to stick with uh, six games here and go with the Carolina Hurricanes. Campbell, you know I've been talking about Carolina for two years now, uh, so I'm just going to keep going with Carolina until they finally win. Yeah, so I, I, I knew you would. I knew you liked Carolina. This is not why I took the New York Rangers in this one. Uh, there's there's always a team that stirs the pot just a little bit. Hey, it was the Canadians last year in the Stanley Cup final uh, that stirred the pot and shocked the world. And and just, you know, that team that you were like, how are, how are they there? And they're just feeling that vibe. They had an emotional come from behind win against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. They are a flawed team. If you ask me who's a better team, I'm going to say Carolina. But I do think there's something special about this New York Rangers team. And I don't think Shesterkin was his at his best. I think he will be at his best against uh, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. And I have in seven, another dramatic series, which I think this is a series that I can't wait to watch. I think there's just too much, too many fun players. Aho, Tara Vinen, uh, Zidabanejad, Panarin, Shesterkin, Adam Fox. Like you name it, I just want to watch this series i think it's a great drama with the whole d'angelo thing and the new york rangers i am taking the new york rangers in seven all right so now we move over to the west i like how so far we don't have the same pick yeah i know colorado and because you're trying to play catch up too you're (laughs) either it's going to be a a big uh, hill for you to climb or not uh colorado st louis i know a lot of people are just all in on colorado until they make that stanley cup final they were the best team in the west uh but uh who, who are you going with here they're stacked this is the best version of the team they're gonna have they only have one more year at mckinnon with mckinnon on the cookie deal sean this is the team to beat mm-hmm. and again with the format though it's unfortunate that they have to play st louis now because i think colorado wins this series but no team is going to push Colorado like the St. Louis Blues are going to push them in this second round series. They're going to win, but it won't be easy, and they are going to leave this series with bumps and bruises. They are going to get banged around in the series, but I'm going with Colorado in six. 
I think if Colorado wants to be battle tested and make it to the final against whoever they're going to face in the Eastern Conference, or if they're going to face the Calgary uh, team, which I think will 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 grind them out if they get to that next round, they need that warm up round. And that warm up round is the St. Louis Blues. I think the Blues are going to put up a much bigger fight than Nashville did. I think the St. Louis Blues will put up a much better fight than Minnesota would have. Uh, but I am not taking anything away from the Colorado Avalanche. They are the best team in the National Hockey League, at least in the Western Conference, for a reason. I know that they're chomping at the bit. Nathan McKinnon is primed and ready. They've added their pieces. I as well. Just like you, you say Colorado in six. I'm going Colorado in five, even though I think it's going to be a tough series. You won't have any blowout games. They're going to scratch and claw their wins, but we both have Colorado in this one, and I think it was tough for us to... uh, uh, take the Blues, even though we think that they're going to put up a good fight, Mitch. Yep, yep, absolutely. All right, so we have uh, that. We have one series left, and it's the Battle of Alberta. Calgary or Edmonton? Sean, look, I know you already picked Edmonton to win the Stanley Cup. Almost, uh, you know, I, I really called you out for being wrong about the uh, Malkin, Latang, Bergeron thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I you know, took what you said and mixed up your words a little bit and took them out of context. I might do that to you at times because I find it funny, but I'm not going to take anything you're about to say about the Edmonton Oilers out of context. You are wrong here. You are so, so wrong. This is the easiest series to predict. And I am somebody who over the course of the entire year called out the Calgary Flames and said they are overrated. You've turned. I haven't turned. They are still overrated. However, the way this stupid format of the NHL works, we get the luxury of seeing the Battle of Alberta, but it is a mismatch. This is all Calgary. This is the easiest series to predict in the second round. I'm going Flames. I'm going to give the Oilers six. I don't know why. I don't know why. I should give them only five or four, but I'm going to give them six. But I think this is a terrible matchup for the Edmonton Oilers. Besides for having Connor McDavid, I don't see a single area where Calgary is better than Edmonton is. Well, well, look, I am taking Edmonton, and I'm not going to hide from the fact that I'm taking Edmonton. So I'm going to throw this up right away, okay? I'm taking Edmonton. And you know I took Edmonton to win the Stanley Cup this year, but that was before I knew Leon Dreisaitl was going to be banged up in this series against Calgary. So that, yeah, that, that sucks, does change way. things. But I'm not going to yeah. change my pick. How can I change my Stanley Cup pick uh, even though there's one little injury? So... Mitch, I'm taking the Oilers. Yes, their goalie's better. Yes, their their defense is better. But they do not have a Connor McDavid. And I do think that that he is a special player. He's going to do something special this year. And I have Connor McDavid carrying, carrying. We don't see this anymore. That one player carries an entire team in a series. He had 14 points in the first round, he might get 16 points against the Calgary Flames, and they might even only have 17 goals in the entire series. I think that's what McDavid's going to do. It's going to be the Connor McDavid show. That is going to be the difference. I'm with you. Goalie, defense, the 12 forwards as a whole. Yeah, Calgary's got it all. But Calgary's not a perfect team. They do blow it offensively. They stick to their defensive system a little too long. Sometimes you put all the systems in the world, and Connor McDavid's just going to break it because he's that good. So I am just going with the Connor McDavid factor. Hopefully, Leon Dreisettle adds in a little bit because he's going to get healthier as the series goes along. But that, that's my only argument I have here, and I'm sticking with it. I'm, I'm sticking with my guns, and I can't wait to see how this plays out. I, I like that you're not changing your mind like Why I did. Would I? 
Well, like yeah. I did with the Panthers. You did. And you did. Tampa Bay Lightning. Hey, look, Although- my bracket. My bracket looks really good. I I filled out my bracket. My final four is still in place. Uh, the only misfire I had was a series that I really. I couldn't take in the blues. I took Minnesota. I really, that was like the out of all the eight series. I was the eighth one. I was like seven games. Uh, it could be either one. They're so close. You look at how they finished in the season. So what? I missed that one, but everything else has kind of played out how I thought it's played out. So I'm going to stick with my guns on this one. And I just think that this is Connor McDavid's year. After everything I said all year on both the post game pints podcast and TSN 690, I cannot believe that I am taking both the Panthers and Flames <laughs> to be in the conference finals. Uh, you're flip-flopping, my friend. Stick with your guns. <laughs> Those are our picks. Uh, I got Tampa Bay, New York, Colorado, and Edmonton. Mitch has got Florida, Carolina, uh, Colorado, and Calgary. Put your picks down. Uh, Mitch, what do they do down below to put their picks in? Click, listen, and subscribe. I love it. And we got anything else? Or are we done? No, I'm done. You can go watch your hockey now. All, right. all I'm doing, I'm watching hockey right now. It's on the side. This is just every, everything's everywhere, but I need all, the screen that we're using. Right I know, but I need this screen to use to watch the other game. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I'll say goodbye. All right. Bye.